Welcome back to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Darby Toth, a technical field services representative with Western United Dairies here to kick off the episode. We have a great episode for our listeners this week. As usual, we're going to kick it off with a market update with Tiffany LaMondola of Blimling. And our own Melissa Lima had the chance to sit down with the Director of Sustainability, Aubrey Betancourt, for a water update. As a reminder, the applications for the Western United Dairies Leadership Program are due August 18th. Those can be found on our website. If you have any questions about the program or are interested in applying, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find my email, darby at wudairies.com, or you can give me a call and my contact information is right there on the website. Have a great week, everyone, and let's jump right into the episode. With our state facing a record drought, California's dairy families are meeting the challenge of getting the most out of every drop of water. According to UC researchers, California's dairy families will use 25% less water this year than last year. Over the past two decades, 50% less. How'd we do it? Resilience, innovation, technology. In fact, when it comes to water conservation, California dairy families lead the world. We're using recycled water, ensuring sustainability. We're irrigating our farmland more efficiently, doing more with less. And nearly half of what we feed our animals comes from nutritious, natural crop byproducts, which require no additional water at all. Dairy Families and the California Cattle Council are doing our part. We'll continue to feed California sustainably and using our water efficiently. Hey folks, hope you had a great week. It was pretty quiet on the report front this week, although the markets did move around some, particularly in cheese. We saw spot cheese prices push higher this week. Um, Demand is said to be still pretty firm and talks of a little tighter supplies in part of the country. Um, Warmer temperatures definitely curbing milk output in some areas. Um, Definitely the surplus that we were experiencing a few weeks back seemed to be cleaned up a bit. Uh, Spot milk is still trading at discounts to class, but um, definitely not as dramatically as uh, weeks prior. So we saw blocks gain 17.75 cents up to uh, 181.25 and barrels finished the week not quite as strong at $1.45. Over on butter, we saw a little bit of increase at the beginning of the week, um, but then kind of marginal Changes as the week wore on, we ended at 167 up two and a quarter cents for the week. We are hearing of a little tighter cream supplies um, as that as the milk supply seasonally, seasonally is down a bit, um, and some pretty good demand for cream as um, ice cream is still a little bit in the mix, although de- declining seasonally. Uh, but some butter orders were pick, picking up ahead of the holiday season, which at this point, uh, believe it or not, is not too far around the corner. Uh, still butter is, I think, still have, have plenty of stocks um, available to kind of meet those demands. So therefore kind of sideways, sideways price action. Over on nonfat, there too, not much movement. Uh, we did pick up one, one and a half cents to $1.27 this week. Um, stocks still remain adequate there as well, though we are hearing of a little less milk heading to some balancing plants in some parts of the country, particularly the Southwest and West. 
On the demand side, um, demand from Mexico still remains pretty sporadic, sort of in and out, um, not really willing to pay up. Uh, we are hearing as uh, that surplus milk is tightened up a little bit that some cheesemakers are picking up some extra nonfat for fortification uh, in the cheese vats. Next week, we do have another global dairy trade event, and it sounds like skim milk powder offerings were reduced um, some about 9% from the previous event, so we'll have to see if that has any um, supportive impact on prices. Probably bigger news was over on the grains this week. Um, we did see corn, nearby corn kind of um, rock higher on healthy export sales, dry weather, and particularly some bullish figures out of USDA's latest supply and demand report. Um, they pegged production at 14.75 billion bushels. That was below the trade expectations ranges. Um, they also uh, put ending stocks um, at 1.242 billion uh, bushels also below uh, early report predictions. We did get a uh, updated uh, crop conditions report. We did see some increase in the good or ex excellent condition up to 64%. That's up from 62% last week. Um, as we look into next week, we also expect a uh, updated milk production report on Thursday. Uh, so hope you have a great weekend. Reach out with any questions. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our community safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com safety. We would love to welcome back to the podcast, Aubrey Betancourt, the Dairy Industries Director of Sustainability. Thanks, Audrey, for being here today. Absolutely. Always fun to get back on scene and heard. <laughs> well, we love having you and it's always we always get great feedback when you're on so we thought we'd visit with you today um, as we're still sitting in the midst of this drought and will be for at least another 10 or 12 weeks probably um, hopefully not longer we wanted to visit with you um, on a little update about what's going on in California water and you definitely hit the ground running when you started with what earlier this summer and um, there's just, I don't think you've stopped maybe even once, um, through the summer. So can you just maybe give us a quick rundown of all the stuff going on and we'll kind of go through some of the major points that we need to hit? Yeah. Right. Can't stop. Won't stop. Not in a year like this or any other year. Um, gosh, uh, well, you know, let's start with kind of what's been going on just internally in the sustainability shop. Um, obviously the terrific partnerships with California Cattle Council and producing those amazing um, uh, ads that are just helping promote the green cow uh, campaign and the resiliency campaign surrounding, um, uh, you know, the idea of developing our own sustainability and offering forward our own solutions to uh, our industry's biggest challenges. Um, both within uh, the water space, I know on the dairy side with green cow, we're looking at water and air and upcycling. But then again, on the uh, on the cattle side, working with my partners and uh, my my identified counterparts at California Cattle Association on the wildfire side, which um, I was excited. I mean, it sounds horrible to say I'm excited to work on wildfire again, but um, in my time at USDA, we did a lot of good work on wildfire, and, and uh, so just been really great to have that partnership uh, and to again show and demonstrate. Uh, the tremendous leadership of our organizations. And that then translates to that position power for us to be able to lead, lead with solutions that we develop on the ground as producers 
um, as stewards of the land and the resources and caretakers of, of these, these, uh, these animals and these communities. Um, so that really pivots into kind of the three big themes that, that we're working on. I think uh, Anya and the crew likes to call them the three pillars. Mm. Um, you know, to me, they're kind of this, this fun stair staggering uh, activity. Everything feeds into the other. So it's, it's almost like a, um, a Venn diagram um, of, of activity, but it starts with maximizing those resources. And really, if I had to put a theme on a lot of the work that we're focused on in the water space and development of water supply sustainability, uh, for the industry and for our communities. It's in that idea of maximizing our resources. So, um, you know, we start immediately with just, uh, you know, immediate drought and, and disaster. So utilizing existing programs, partnering with our existing federal and state partners, even looking into the private sector too, uh, for how we can uh, unleash uh, technical and financial resources onto the landscape. Um, I have a, a Robin Hood mentality when it comes to that kind of stuff. I just think dollars um, are better spent in the hands of people on the ground uh, to solve problems and generate solutions and generate economy. Uh, so we're really working with our partners at USDA. Uh, we've done a series of webinars, both for on-farm uh, products with um, uh, risk management, farm service agency and uh, uh, NRCS. We've had tremendous feedback off of that, including some extensions on some special pilot projects with NRCS. Um, really working to get them out with our farmers, not just through our traditional channels with, um, or their traditional channels with some of the conservation districts, but really working to partner with individual producers. Uh, and then uh, we're getting, you know, those webinars have been seen, um, and I'm getting feedback from as far away as Oregon, uh, all the way down into Los Angeles County and Inland Empire. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity that we as a community can provide to our brothers and sisters in the ag community. Uh, beyond not just in dairy but even beyond um, and so uh, those have been running in English and Spanish and those are uh, recorded and available I thought they turned out great thanks so much to you and the crew um, the uh, those are available at the western united dairies.com um, am I still getting the website right okay good yes. Uh, yes. and uh and we have a drought page. And so we're, we're posting all of our drought resources there uh, for Western. And then we're also building out on California Cattle Council as well, because there is a lot of crossover um, in these uh, programs. So we're gonna be building out um, a, a great dashboard and portal of resources. So um, stay tuned there as more information comes together. Like a, um, we're working with our partners to develop a, um, not only a list of available federal programs uh, in just a really quick like, we want it simple, like a menu uh, of these are the programs and here's what you know they cover. Here's how you might qualify. Here's where you go to find out more. And so we're working to get that posted. So stay posted as, as uh, we start developing those up. And then we're crosswalking that now, um, you know, as we enter kind of my third month in, uh, second month in really, um, we're crosswalking that now with our state partners and really looking at where these state programs work and making sure we're getting those resources maximized on the ground. So. Uh, those have been the uh, webinars. We've done three. We've got another one coming up because this is also about taking care of our communities. Um, it it is uh, been a priority since the moment I before I even started with Western and with Cattle Council. Um, it, it is uh, you know the integrity and intention of we, what we do I think is honored in the universe, and part of that is um, you know this priority around our communities that. Um, you know, we are not separate from rural and disadvantaged communities. These are the places we all call home to. 
-hmm. And so uh, Western United Cattle Council and the uh, California Cattlemen Association were partnered up with uh, USDA's Rural Development uh, Agency and facilitating a webinar just for our communities and our mayors and our uh, city managers and uh, county directors uh, to really make sure that they're bridging the gap on the available resources for them to be investing in their own resilience, in their own drought recovery, updating that infrastructure that, you know, for far too long has been stalled out um, and really looking to then springboard that into even some new investment in developing local water supply uh, as well. So that's going to be on August 12th. Um, been doing a lot of great outreach and working with our water districts and our small communities uh, to get the word spread out on that. So you can definitely go to westernunitedairies.com, find the information for that as well. Please spread it around. Um, you know, this really is open and available for everyone. We're going to record it as well um, and have it as a great document. And, and these relationships are just going to continue. We already have uh, fall uh, webinars lined up um, for uh, future drought programs, because we all know a drought doesn't just happen in a year and get over in a year. So we're actually working with the economic team, Tiffany and the economic team, uh, and others in the uh, insurance sector to put on a series of webinars in the fall to make sure we're hitting our deadlines, we're maximizing these programs. These are programs for us um, and making sure that our producers have access to that information and that we're, the, we're here and you all know that we're here to help you uh, navigate um, these projects and these programs uh, for your own benefit and for, for your, um, not just survivability, but also investing in yourself for your own viability going forward. So that first theme, maximize those existing programs. And we've been really busy in that space. And I hope so much that anyone listening to this, and we've had some, I mean, I've already been working with some great leadership and leads in our, our own community. Um, again, my services are available regardless of creamery or co-op or membership of organization. I, you know, I'm here to keep farmers farming, get water to people who need it. Uh, and that was the priority from Cattle Council and Western United Dairies. And so please, 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 please reach out to me if you're having any individual trouble or you have any ideas or you have any, um, uh, you know, just questions. Uh, we're here to help navigate that, especially as, as uh, the water world heats up going forward. So that's that first part. I'll pause before I have springboarded yeah. anything else. No, that's, that. um, that's all great stuff. And we will absolutely link that drought page. Um, as Aubrey mentioned, there's a ton of information coming, but there's a lot of information already there. And we will link that in our show notes every week as we continue to move through this. So you could pop on and click on that drought page and, and see the updates and what's going on. And it also has links to all those webinars you mentioned, and it will have all the future webinar um, information. And then the video, we do record those for everyone's use afterwards. Cause I, I know those can be tight timelines sometimes when you're on a ranch. So we will have everything um, on that page. It's gonna be a clearinghouse of really important information. So hopefully folks can take advantage of that. Absolutely. We really just wanna make that like your go-to landing spot to get you started. And um, and then know full well that the rest of us are here. Um, you know, Melissa, Darby, myself, the staff that and, and the team that we're all here to bring our resources to you to help you uh, um, utilize these programs uh, and, uh, and, pro and get your projects going. So um, that's that first part. The second part then is we take that information and we take the feedback from you all, which is so important. And we use that to really inform the process going forward um, to help identify priorities, uh, things that just need to get done now um, that we need to be doing in the middle of, of the chaos of a drought that we can ask for, um, you know, identifying those, what I call them the base hits, 
uh, the things that, um, you know, they seem like simple things, but they always hold us up. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, along with that, you know, whether that's a tweak to a program or a, a policy requirement or something along those lines, but along with that too, it's taking your feedback. And, and a lot of what I'm doing is taking that technical on the farm experience as a farmer um, and rancher, well, not rancher, but as a farmer, uh, you know, <laughs> taking your information, being able to translate that uh, for the policy wonks. So, you know, looking at these different programs and policies as they're moving through the state and the federal and providing that technical assistance back, um, not only to uh, cattle council's team uh, and leadership, but also Western's team and leadership and a lot of our, you know, partners out there too. Um, you know, a, a large part of my day is spent talking to water districts and um, leaders in the water community and saying, look, this is about how we can control to the overall water solution, let's bring our technical expertise uh, into making a more better solution as we move forward. So again, kind of taking that feedback of, okay, we know what's working and we're making it work uh, in maximizing these resources. Now, how can we really um, supercharge it uh, and provide that information back so we are hitting the goals that we say we want to? So the goals are reasonable in a lot of times. It's, it's identifying uh, reasonable and practical and achievable goals and then making sure that the resources are there to back it up so that we can be uh, part of the solution instead of part of the problem that everybody likes to think we are. Um, and I think that's changing a lot of the attitudes in the world right now when we walk in and we're saying, no, 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 we're here to be contributors to solution uh, in every way. And that's been in large part partnership uh, and working really well with Paul Souza. Uh, he and I have, have, I think, found a really great click uh, on uh, working together um, to identify gaps and needs and also opportunities uh, to provide really good technical input or go seek new input and information uh, so that we all can make better decisions so that we can lead as part of the solution in the development of water supply, both at the macro level, but even in the on-farm uh, and regional levels as well. So that's that second spot. That's that technical assistance program and policy spot. And then that third part is the is our is our partnerships, um, working with our strategic partners. So we take all of that information on the ground, and then you know the technical assistance, and then we we head out and we deal with our partners and work with our partners in order to um, you know sometimes it's answering those questions, filling those gaps, um, you know uh, making uh, you know educating. Uh, providing information back to our producers, maximizing those resources back to our producers. And the one thing that we're really focused on in that space too, uh, and I've had a number of calls even just as recent as this week, a lot of meetings this week, of how do we get these technologies that we know are proven um, and uh, you know field tested and piloted, and how do we break down the barriers for entry? How do we break down the regulatory red tape? And how do we get access to uh, uh, capital and resources in order to implement them on farm? Um, or in our communities uh, in order to contribute to developing water supply and developing water supply sustainability. So um, amazing opportunities in that space um, as we're looking into partners in industry, partners in irrigation technology, partners in science and conservation, uh, partners in the academic world. Um, and then of course our, our on the ground, you know, boots on the ground partnerships with our water districts and work, you know, we all are members of those communities and how we're working with them to support them in, in addressing some of these bigger challenges. Um, and, and all of that, you know, comes back down to the bottom, which is, you know, getting these resources on the landscape so that uh, we continue to um, produce the finest quality agricultural products uh, for, for customers around the world. Uh, uh, 
you know, in the to the highest standard that we hold ourselves, uh, and uh, to continue to do so, not just to survive, uh, but to thrive. I, I think um, we've got a lot of conversation around. It's not enough to survive. We want to succeed, and we're going to do that by taking ownership of of uh, our problems, taking ownership of our solutions, taking ownership of our communities, and being the leader in this space. And so it's been such an exciting ride, and and I I know we're providing resources out to producers and to our farmers and dairy farmers and ranchers. It's been so much fun to be on the phone and on the farm uh, from uh, even this morning all the way up in you know you know up in up in Klamath and North State uh, all the way down like I said in in uh, Los Angeles County Inland Empire spending time on the ground in Kern County Tulare County um, Kings County uh, you know Merced Modesto Turlock I've put a lot of miles on the truck and meeting with a lot of people and I look forward to to continuing to meet with a lot of others that's that's part of my job is to listen to everybody on the ground. Find what's working for you, what's not working for you, and get that moved through uh, to make uh, to make changes and take action that works for all of us. We've heard a lot of great feedback, and we sure appreciate the work you're doing, Aubrey. And I mean, it's it's a never-ending job, and in this industry, it always is that you you get those 4 a.m. phone calls, and sometimes on the same day, the 10 p.m. phone calls. But it's so worthwhile, and the feedback, um, like I said, is coming in, and it's coming in great, and and. I think it's it's so refreshing to be able to start not just thinking through this drought, but building resiliency for the next one. And that's the biggest message we have to share is we can't, it's it's like wildfire season. We can't just remember in August that we're gonna have a wildfire season. We've got to build resiliency throughout the year and the years um, ahead of these things. So isn't we're that the in truth? A good direction. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how often. You know, just in this week, I've heard and been asked, I've been doing, you know, some different interviews and talking to some different folks. And I've been asked so many times, you know, how did we not learn our lessons from the last drought? And, and I think that's such a great question. And the reality of it is, is I think some people have, and it's about taking ownership of that. Yeah. Um, some people have, some people haven't. And uh, what I'm just so, you know, still just absolutely electrified about working with this team is this is not a message or an attitude around uh, doom and despair. It's an attitude around solution uh, and uh, and respect and commanding that. And so, um, you know, just just happy to be with a team that, that has that attitude and says, you know what, we're going to define our future and we're going to fight for uh, for what we need in order to do that because we know we know how to solve problems and we want to be part of that solution. And in the midst of chaos. Like we're seeing like this week with the orders out of the state board yeah. and um you know we already got a hit you know a taste of that you know this up on the russian river earlier this year yeah. um you know and then we had the order out of the state board this week uh with regards to curtailments for all pre-1914 north of you know in the sacramento san joaquin delta watershed which is pretty much everything from fresno to oregon um you know and and the our water districts are weighing in there and it's uh i think What's important to remember is, uh, and a lot of folks listening to this are involved in their water boards, and and I cannot thank them enough for their service. And um, please know that that I'm here to support them um, in that as well. We probably all know the same people and are going to the same meetings, um, <laughs> you know. But uh, I think I think what's important for everyone listening and for the membership uh, and, and the farms on the ground and beyond the membership for the farmers and ranchers and dairymen on the ground is, yep, these are now the big legal questions. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, an amazing amount, uh, amazing time of change, potential change 
uh, as a result of these big legal questions taking place. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times we talk about you know, different farmers. I just want to farm. I just was, you know, I'm, I'm on the farm and I'm trying to, trying to do, do what I do and, and get by and survive and thrive. And I think it's important to remember that you have a partner in that. That's what I'm here to do. That's what you're here to do. Uh, uh, to, to help not only help you navigate some of this as these big challenges and changes and questions are coming, but also to help you stay focused um, because it is, it can't get overwhelming, right? Um, hear all these headlines and we see them and, and it's just like, oh man, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to get up every morning. You're going to put your boots on. You're going to go to work and you know exactly how to do that. And you know how to be successful in that. We're here to help you navigate through that time too. So um, you know, as, as the big macro stuff gets tackled, remember, you, you still have a lot of resources available to you to help you uh, uh, on farm in, in your districts and in your communities um, as, we, as we push forward. And that, I think that is where the big legal questions uh, get reinforced, right? Because we're, again, leaning forward with solution, um, you know, where everyone else wants to see fault. So, um, you know, between the, the board making its decisions, there's just some things we can control and some things we can't. Uh, we're going to definitely stay monitoring that. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me at Aubrey at wudairies.com. Uh, happy to have a conversation, look at things, help you navigate it. Uh, if it is having a direct effect on you um, immediately and you're looking for other ways to develop out or you need help and assistance through this time, please let us know. Absolutely. And we will put your um, email address in the show notes right next to that um, link to our drought landing page. But thank you so much for joining us and always it's always refreshing. You know, we, we have these conversations for the podcast and a lot of times we don't have good news, but even though this isn't good news per se, it's just a refreshing point of view and, and a good outlook we have for, to give to these guys. And thanks so much for joining us and, and bringing that to the show today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, um, I had a friend who used to say, you're, you're either going to laugh or you're going to cry. So you might as well laugh. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, I know we have some really hardy, resilient, good-hearted people in our community uh, as part of our, our, our agricultural family. Uh, and gosh darn it, we know how to survive this stuff. Um, and it's going to be really hard to beat us. And I know times are tough. Uh, keep your head up. You're not alone. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to work through it. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Aubrey. Have a good one. You too. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. And special thanks to our contributors this week, Tiffany LaMondola of Blimling and Aubrey Bentoncourt, California's Director of Dairy Sustainability.
We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Seen and Heard on your favorite listening platform. For questions, comments, and content requests, reach out to Melissa Lima or Darby Toth, that's M-L-E-M-A at WUDairies.com or D-A-R-B-Y at WUDairies.com. Thanks everyone and have a great week. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies generous business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com.